the award-winning Your Financial Editor program on 930 WFMD. News from the worlds of business and finance with your financial editor, Chris Murray. Welcome to another edition of the Your Financial Editor program right here on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD and at WFMD.com. I am Chris Murray, your host. Thanks so much for being with us. Hope your weekend's going well and uh, everything is uh, good with you and your family. Uh, sure is uh, warmed up for this time of year. I uh, have a good program planned for you. We're going to be uh, talking about some interesting top stories of this past week. We're going to be talking about some earnings, massive uh, earnings week, uh, some really big names, some economic data. And then joining me uh, in just a little bit, Dr. Ben Carson. Uh, obviously, he uh, was the 17th. United States Secretary of Housing and Urban Development from 2017 to 2021, a phenomenal uh, blessing from God as a neurosurgeon, um, and also has uh, been, you know, very uh, impactful when it comes to uh, academia and as an author. Um, and lately, it, their most uh, successful part of their chapter, he and Mrs. Carson, the American Cornerstone Institute that they run, do phenomenal work for causes of liberty, um, education, you name it. So we're going to be talking with uh, Dr. Carson in just a little bit. So um, just, you know, uh, stay tuned and and uh, get a fresh refill on uh, whatever you're drinking, coffee, soda, water, whatever it might be. So a big deal was announced this week. Actually, it was in the energy space once again. Sunoco said at the beginning of the week that they were going to acquire the fuels storage and pipeline operator, New Star Energy. This is a $7.3 billion deal when you include the debt. Um, and as I said, it comes on the heels of other big deals that we talked about towards the end of uh, last year. So um, if this deal goes through, which has been approved by both boards of directors, um, it'll give Sunoco access to New Star's transportation and storage facilities, including a portfolio of about 9,500 miles of pipeline and 63 terminals. Um, and Sunoco thinks that by the third year, uh, they could have cost savings of $150 million. So that's something that we'll keep a close eye on. Also big number this week, uh, we, we heard uh, that Netflix took a really big step into live events uh, with more than $5 billion for a rights deal that would make it the exclusive home of World Wrestling Entertainment's Raw from uh, January of 2025, so just a year from now. This looks like it's going to be a 10-year partnership, um, and it's going to stream on the platform in the United States, in Canada, in Britain, down in Latin America, among other territories, according to Netflix. So um, interesting. We'll keep a close eye on this because a huge fan base, you know, when you look at, uh, at, at what – WWE has very, um, very faithful uh, followers. It's really interesting. I mean, you know, right now um, it's on uh, another network and they're thinking that when they take it, um, it's going to be about 17.5 million uh, unique 
uh, viewers. So, like I said, this is going to be uh, interesting, unique viewers is the way they put it, actually. Interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, you know, Netflix's head of film recently left the company, so hopefully he'll go somewhere to create normal programming. I don't know about you, but when I try to watch Netflix, uh, like other uh, companies, you know, whether it's HBO or Stars or whatever it may be, they they force, literally force, this false and unrealistic betrayal of people and events and how people live their life. And it's just sickening. I mean, it's uh, it's terrible. So hopefully, like I said, this guy that left, he'll go do some good things on a different streaming platform that's uh, more normal um, and, and not so twisted and perverted. Uh, you know, one thing we saw last year, and we talked a lot about it on this program, was layoffs. And it's a shame. But the fact of the matter is the pace of job cuts by employers last year uh, accelerated by 98% compared with the previous year. 98% more than the previous year. So uh, Challenger Gray and Christmas is a firm that uh, tracks layoffs. Uh, they come out with their numbers on the Thursday of the month, um, uh, of the uh, the first week of the month, right before the big jobs report on Friday. So according to the report by uh, Challenger Gray and Christmas, they found that 721,677 job cuts happened last year. And they unfortunately think that it could get worse this year. Now, technology bore the brunt of those job losses in 2023. They had over 168,000 um, employees that were let go. That was a stunning 73% increase from the previous month. Um, so it's not quite as bad, close, but not quite as bad as back in 2001 when the debt uh, I shouldn't say debt, the dot-com bubble um, that created a bunch of debt and bankruptcies. But when that happened, there were a few more layoffs. Um, and and it's interesting because what a lot of folks are saying is the tech sector is going to continue to be hammered um, in this way because of artificial intelligence, AI. So uh, this week, for example, we heard from Microsoft that they're gamers. I think they were going to uh, the engineers in their gaming business, it was they're going to let like 1,900 of those go. And so we're already hearing uh, more about it. It's very unfortunate. We're also unfortunately hearing from Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, who has been an epic failure, um, whether she was at the Federal Reserve or now as a Treasury Secretary. But, you know, what she did is she reassured the Ukrainian prime minister on Tuesday that the Biden administration was committed to securing 11.8 billion dollars more in support for Ukraine. Now, it's interesting because what she's committing is our money. And at 34 trillion plus debt, and we'll probably be at 36 trillion by the end of the year, I'm guessing. Um she she knows she can't do that, but they don't care. They don't care about the country, they don't care about you, they don't care about your children, your grandchildren that are going to be saddled with this debt, um, literally, it's going to be like they're going to be walking around with a, uh, a backpack with two or 300 pounds in it. That's what it's going to be like for our younger generation because of these greedy, corrupt um, 
power-hungry politicians and bureaucrats and sellouts in the private market as well. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about the World Economic Forum and what a joke that was again this year. The the shining light was the new um, guy, Millet, out of Argentina, and also the president of Heritage Foundation, who they just went over there and lit that audience up with truth. And it was phenomenal finally to see that because basically, you know, Bill Gates and John Kerry and Al Gore and uh, Larry Fink and all the fakes, all of the elites um, had to be looking at their shoestrings because they just took it square in the jaw from those uh, those guys. They did a great job. I was so happy. I felt represented, even though I'm not from Argentina, uh, to have uh, Mele basically telling them that they're all the climate stuff is all a hoax. It's all fake, and all the debt is uh, is corrosive and is going to you know corrupt uh, and and bankrupt. Uh, countries even more so that was good to see um and and here's why you know there's another survey out you know janet yellen saying oh here's another 11.8 billion on top of the hundreds of billions that we've already given in cash and uh weapons and ammunition right who's tracking that money you know before this war broke out um which if uh but if the administration wasn't so compromised, it wouldn't have, just like down in uh, over in Israel, I should say. So, you know, you, you've got, you look at Ukraine, they were the fourth most corrupt government in Europe, and we're sending all of our taxpayer money over there? How do you think that laundering program's going? Right? I mean, it's just, it's it's so pathetic. Um when you look at our borders not secure, like I said, $34 trillion plus in debt, um, no express plan for how Ukraine's going to use this money to win. They say it's about democ- uh, democracy, but yet Zelensky canceled elections. And uh, money laundering 101, no accountability of our tax dollars and the future debt. I mean, you just look at those things, and it's it's crystal clear um, that you know these people that represent us don't care about us in our country. That's just a hard fact, right? But it is. I mean, that's exactly what we're seeing, and they don't care. You know, they'll say, "Oh, you know, it'll get straightened out." But what they're thinking is they're going to be gone. They'll be out of politics, so they just need to set themselves up and leave dirty dishes for everybody else behind them to do. And we're the ones that are going to be hurt the most. Hardworking, patriotic Americans. And um, it, they, they make me sick. Uh, and they, they have for years. And unfortunately, you know, with this, with Obama's minions really running things, since Biden doesn't know what day of the week it is, um, it's, it's obvious that we saw it. Um, during his two terms, and now we're just seeing it again, but it's actually ratcheted up the the harm to this country. And here's something that came out a couple days ago, bankrate.com, their latest survey, guess what? They found that 56% of U.S. adults don't have emergency funds to handle a $1,000 unexpected expense. 
56% can't handle a $1,000 expense. And we know about them, right? Something goes wrong with our car. Something goes wrong with our HVAC. There's a medical emergency and a procedure has to be done. I mean, you name it. We know life happens. It happens to, again, hardworking Americans. And it it's sickening that 56% of adults can't cover a $1,000 unexpected expense. 35% said they'd have to borrow the money somehow to pay for it. 21% said they'd have to put that on their credit card. Another 10% said they would borrow the, front, the uh, funds from family or friends. They'd have to go to them for it. And look, the, the, the older you are, the more likely you are to be able to handle that. And that makes sense. But this younger generation, you know, our children, grandchildren, 18 to 27 years of age, 31% of them say that they just can't do it. They're beat up. They've got all this high inflation. They're paying these high costs for everything. We've got record debt and more of it to come. This is just going to get worse for those uh, the, the younger generation. Plural. Like I said, put a backpack on, throw about 300 pounds of rocks in it and walk around. That's what it's going to be like them. Such a burden. Um, when we look at earnings this week, uh, we had quite a few, as I mentioned. Just highlight some of them. Johnson & Johnson reported quarterly uh, results just above Wall Street's expectations because of their uh, strong sales with their psoriasis drug, Stellara. Um, so that was something that um, I was keeping a close eye on because, again, you go back to Johnson & Johnson and Pfizer. How many billions and billions and billions of dollars our dollars that are ne- that's now debt, right? Because they ran these deficits because of the virus that came from China that nobody kept China accounted, um, you know, accountable for. Not just the death and the illness and the wrecked families and all the other stuff that went along with the virus and the shutdowns that were a joke and that will never be abided by again. I mean, it, there's just no way. Um, but I want to see what these these companies are doing with our money. Billions and billions of dollars. You know, what were they doing? They're going out buying other companies. Um, So want to keep a close eye on them. Uh, Verizon Communications showed signs of a business turnaround. Um, So they posted a a, a key subscriber metric, but it's one that's uh, not followed very closely. So that was a little suspect to some people on Wall Street. But that's what they announced. IBM, their uh, forecast for full year revenue growth was above market estimates. Um, IBM's doing pretty well these days. Uh, They're really capitalizing on a broader push for artificial intelligence integration across, you know, different platforms. And one thing we'll have to remember um, that I mentioned to folks is, you know, IBM um, has had a lot to do with artificial intelligence because of their supercomputer Watson. And that's been around for, uh, you know, a good many years. So I would think that uh, this isn't, uh, you know, a new path for them, that they're probably pretty familiar with it and will figure out, 
you know, how best to, uh, to, to work that. Um, General Dynamics beat Wall Street expectations for fourth quarter revenue. So, you know, they had, because of the geopolitical climate, they, there's big demand for their military equipment. Um, and also, they are awaiting uh, FAA certification for their new G700 business jet. So that's something that um, may be even better news for the company down the road. AT&T forecasts annual profit below market estimates uh, as it lowers the value of its old equipment and grapples with uh, competition from other cable operators. And uh, when that news first came out, the the um, share price went down and I think people are just, you know, trying to process that and, and then they'll reevaluate. Uh, Procter and Gamble, big, uh, multinational, uh, very diversified Dow component, uh, cut their annual profit forecast, uh, to reflect the old, uh, write down in the value of its, what? It's Gillette business. So another, Profit forecast, the annual profit forecast, it just took a beating following that $1.3 billion charge um, related to a drop in the book value of its Gillette business, right? Can you say toxic masculinity? You remember that commercial that they were so stupid to come out with? And the reaction I haven't even touched a Gillette product since then. Since that commercial, real men and real women have avoided Gillette products. And they've been making excuses for, you know, I've been sharing them with you over the years. Oh, people aren't shaving as much. Oh, I, I don't see a bunch of ladies going around with hairy legs or guys going around with uh, looking like ZZ Top band members with beards, you know, down to their belt buckle. Come on, just be honest. You made an epic mistake, just like Bud Light did, just like Target, and all these others. Disney, we, we know who they are, and they want to act like they're going to be tough and, you know, well, there's one of two things. They're going to act like they're going to be tough and they're not going to do anything about it. They're not going to change their ways, but when they get behind closed doors, they're getting the heck beat out of them because shareholders aren't going to accept that. Um. Or, like with the ESG stuff, uh, environmental social governance, or the DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, that all, all that junk stuff, you know, with climate and, and gender and all that, um, they've taken that off the table. But you have to be careful because it didn't go anywhere. It's still there. It's still their policy. So you have to be careful when you're buying products, you're shopping, you're spending your hard-earned money uh, when you're investing. You don't want to be involved with those those dirty companies. You don't want to support them if you're out, you know, uh, buying apparel or whatever it may be. Um, so they're saying that they're not ESG or DEI or whatever. But really, if you look at what, you know, again, don't listen to what they say. Look at what they do. It's just like politics. Anybody that votes for somebody based on the person, in my mind, is making an epic failure. It's policy. It's how do you vote. I'm sick to my stomach on some of the people that were just elected, elected to the new Congress um, 
you know, a couple years ago that ran as fiscal and social conservatives and ran against things and daggone it since they've been in the last couple years, every chance they got, they voted just the opposite because they got Potomac fever or there's some type of blackmail on them or they just want to make sure they're reelected forever. So, um, you know, like I said, we have to be careful of that um, because it can be very misleading. And I'm going to stop rambling because I want to leave plenty of time for um, Dr. Ben Carson, who's coming up right after this. We'll get in the conversation with him. Stay tuned. about the future like she's flipping through a magazine finds the beauty in the thrown away and broken things gets excited about all my crazy dreams Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And as a podcast, just go to Apple Podcasts and you can grab it there. Uh, hope your weekend's going well. Thanks so much for taking the time to uh, be with us today. Uh, very happy to have with us again uh, uh, just a tremendous uh, guest and contributor uh, to the country, Dr. Ben Carson. Uh, Dr. Carson uh, is a retired neurosurgeon, as you know. He's an author, and he served as the 17th United States Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. And currently, uh, he and Mrs. Carson, along with uh, others that helped them, run the American Cornerstone Institute. So uh, how are you, Dr. Carson? I'm doing very well. It's very good to be back with you. Yeah, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. It's been a while. So, um, if you would just uh, give our listeners, I was looking at your um, your your website. I frequent it uh, occasionally, and I was looking at your programs. And you have a variety. Um, you have something called More Perfect Union Project. Little Patriots that we talked about a year and a half ago. Um, just give us an overview of uh, two or three of the, the kind of, I guess, the most, I don't know if it's the most important or, uh, you know, has the most uh, kind of steam behind it. Well, since I talked to you last, uh, American Cornerstone has grown enormously. And uh, we just celebrated our third uh, anniversary. And one of the programs that I'm really excited about, maybe it's because I was a pediatric neurosurgeon, is Little Patriots. And uh, this is a program that I call the Inoculation to Indoctrination and teaching our young people, K through five, the values and principles that established us as a nation and allowed us to ascend from a ragtag bunch of militiamen to the pinnacle of the world in record time. That was not a coincidence. That was because of the values and principles that we held and we're teaching those to the children in a way that's uh, fun and kid-friendly. Uh, and it really sort of combats 
critical race theory, 1619 project, and things that grab the bad parts of our history and try to build everything around that. Instead, we, we give our whole history, the good, the bad, and the ugly, but there's a heck of a lot more good than there is bad and ugly. And uh, it has a cartoon series now called Star Spangled Adventures. Uh, each cartoon uh, highlights a specific point in history, like we have the Lewis and Clark Expedition, we have Star Spangled Banner, how it came about. Uh, all of those key moments are put into cartoon form. And then there are lessons that go along with all of those uh, so that you can follow up on them and go deep into them. And it's very elaborate, but it's very entertaining, very much fun, and it's free of charge because we've gotten patriotic American underwriters to underwrite the cost of all this because we know how important it is to fight the Marxist indoctrination of our children and help them to realize what a privilege it is to live in this country and how they can be contributors to our country. And then we have the Executive Branch for America program and uh, this is to encourage young conservative-minded people to consider serving in the executive branch of, of government. And uh, we need a lot more people who think logically and who love America to get involved because we don't want just people from the other side who want to fundamentally change America to always be a large majority because eventually they win the day if that's the case. Well, if we go back and, to, um, to, to little Patriots for one moment, um, with what you've created as far as curriculum, um, who does that mainly go to? Is that homeschool? Is that in addition to regular public school that parents or grandparents yes. or loving godparents or whoever it may be that are, are, are using it? And also I'm curious how different, that curriculum is to what you yourself experienced as, um, you know, K through five, et cetera. If you can share that with uh, the yeah. audience, I'm sure they'd love it. It's designed as a supplement uh, for the American history uh, courses, K through five. So there's one for each grade level. Uh, specifically designed for people at that learning level. And uh, the, the, the way that it's different from when I was a kid is there are a lot of interactive components to it so that it keeps kids very much engaged and, and it's fun. And it's something that I think is really great for home schools, but also a lot of private schools, parochial schools, and even some public schools. Uh, the state of Alaska has officially adopted it as uh, a part of their curriculum. 
and there's some other states that are looking at doing that right now too. Well, congratulations so, on that. That's phenomenal. I mean, and and I, the reason I and I didn't mean to interrupt, but the reason I wanted you to expand on Little Patriots is because as you started to, and now you'll continue. Uh, I'm I'm assuming to talk about the executive branch for America. If you have that good foundation, and like you said, you you take the good, the bad, and the ugly, and and realize that good. Um, God-fearing, hard-working Americans, patriotic Americans, admit our uh, our faults and move on uh, for the betterment of of everybody. Um, I think if you have that base when you're younger, I mean, obviously you have to have your mom and dad um, and your aunts and uncles and everybody that can support you. Hopefully, they're doing that in a in a good, honest way. But then, if they're getting that curriculum, that will help them with their base. Uh, thinking and belief that would really want them to do the right thing if, in fact, they do get Absolutely. to executive branch? Well, you know, consider the fact that your history gives you your identity, and your identity is that thing upon which your beliefs are based, which is the exact reason that when ISIS comes in and conquers an area, they destroy the history. They want a clean slate from which to indoctrinate people. So this is exactly what's going on with our schools and our school system with the infiltration of Marxist ideology. And that's why we can't just complain about it. We have to actively be involved in this. You know, freedom is not free. You've got to fight for it every day. You've got to understand that. And that's why Ronald Reagan said, you know, it's only one generation away from extinction. If you don't pay attention to it and get involved, and so you know that's the reason that that we're doing all this uh, with the executive branch for America. That's the reason we want good people to get involved, because if if all the good people say, "Oh, it's all just so corrupt and it's just evil," I don't want to be involved in it. Then that's all you're going to have. <laughs> you won't have any counterbalance to it. And we will go rapidly down the tubes. Yeah, no, you're right. And, you know, again, we can't complain about it. We have to be active. We have to get uh, accurate uh, truth out there and make a difference like you're doing. If you're just joining us talking with our guest today, uh, Dr. Ben Carson, uh, obviously a retired neurosurgeon, so gifted by uh, the good Lord and did so much good work there. But also you've probably read his books and he served as uh, the United States Secretary of Housing and Urban Development uh, from 2017 to 2021 and now uh, along with his uh, lovely wife is running the American Cornerstone Institute and if you're interested in the things that we're talking about and I can't see who wouldn't be you can go to AmericanCornerstone.org uh, that's your first start if you're so inclined. You can get uh, emails that have different uh, updates and event invitations. And you can get a lot of, as Dr. Carson said, free information that can help, uh, you know, yourself and your children and um, the people you love and care about. And, you know, the other thing I, I, I saw on the website was your faith-based outreach uh, program and voter registration. And unfortunately, you know, we've seen so many things in decline. And again, I'm not just a complainer. I'm just um, 
speaking the truth, and then you know, I, I want to. I, I like to talk about it and figure out how to make a difference. But you know, when you look at the faith-based uh, issue, there there's a lot of turmoil going on out there right now, and I think now probably as much as any other serious, serious time in our history, you know, people need to make sure that they're listening to um, Bible sermons and not uh, secular sermons. No, no question. You know, our faith and our families, so important. Those are the things that are under attack in our system right now. Uh, because if you look at Marxist ideology, they want government to be the central thing, the thing that people count on, the thing that takes care of people from cradle to grave, and that rules every aspect of their lives. And we shouldn't necessarily see them as evil people. It's sort of a natural thing, because our founders, when they were putting this country together, they studied every governmental system that ever existed in the history of the world. And uh, one of the things that they realized is that all governments end up the same way. They grow, they infiltrate, and they dominate. So they wanted to give us a constitution that would prevent that from happening in our country. And you can still see the forces that are trying very much to control everything in our lives. And, but we have to understand what these forces are so that we can adequately resist them. Let me give you an example. You have the government saying by 2035, you know, we have to have all electric vehicles. Well, that's antithetical to the principles of our country, which says let the market forces determine what kind of car people should drive. When electric vehicles become very practical, and easy to use, and you're not worried about running out of electricity or where you're going to fill it up or how long it takes, sure, at that time it probably will take over. But let the market forces determine that. Don't have the government insinuating itself into people's lives, mandating things. That's exactly what our founders were trying to avoid. Yeah, and, and uh, to that point, you know, uh, the, the uh, other areas, the 30 by 2030, you know, 30 by 30, and all of these different things that they sound really uh, uh, kind of cute, you know, when, when you throw out these, these hashtags. Um, but then when you start looking into them and y you, you start to see the overreach, I mean, luckily we were talking about this on the radio program uh, a couple weeks ago, but the natural asset companies that they were trying to create through the Securities and Exchange Commission and the New York Stock Exchange was just unbelievable that they would try to control our natural resources. And it could be not just Americans, but foreign investors. And, and that gets back to the intrusion piece that you were talking about. I mean, a lot of times, and I get it, people are busy, you know, they're, they're raising their families, they're working hard, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to, um, you know, offer some type of community service perhaps, or do things with their church. But, you know, we really need to have our antennas up 24 seven these days, it seems like, cause it's, it's one attack after another. Well, you know, our founders gave us the final say with the vote, but a lot of people don't use their voting uh, privilege appropriately. 
you know, they just go into the voting booth and they look for the name that looks familiar. It could be Satan. Oh, yeah, I know that one. They check that one off. That's not being responsible. And you have to know who these people are, what they stand for. And if we do that, if we did that diligently, we would have a different outcome. And we would have a different kind of leadership in this country. Because the American people, for the most part, are reasonable. Are you still there, Dr. Carson? Oh, I think we lost him, folks. Unfortunately, uh, Dr. Carson uh, dropped off. Um, let me take a quick break, and I'll see if I can uh, get him back on, and um, and we'll go from there. So just uh, hold tight. So I'm sorry, Dr. Carson. Um, somehow we got uh, disconnected. FBI must have been. FBI must have been listening. Yeah, they must have been. You're right. So you were talking about the importance of the voter and them doing their due diligence and and uh, like you said, walking in and not going off of a name or a personality, but actually the principles and the morals that um, these people are offering uh, us as uh, if we elect them. Absolutely, uh, we the people have the final say if we utilize that correctly but if we okay folks i i'm not sure if that's on his end or on our end because they reconnected us uh but the fact of the matter is um if you go to um, American Cornerstone Institute and that's americancornerstone.org you can get all of the information that uh, Dr. Carson was talking about times a hundred because if you go to the programs then they talk about um you know the common sense solutions papers so like he was saying look at things the right way read understand you know it's truthful um you know dr carson is not going to put out anything uh that's not truthful so um and his organization the american cornerstone institute so that's one of those things that you can um there's also cornerstone papers there's voter registration information um so i think that um again and they're calling back let me see if i can make this happen um dr carson it's Callie, but I can put him back on. I wanted to make sure I got through to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what's life. going on, Callie, but thank you. Yeah, of course. We'll give it one more try. Yes, third time's a charm. <laughs> All right, let's try one more time. Okay, thanks. I apologize, Dr. Carson. I don't know um, what's going on. It could be a board issue. So if we drop you again, um, I was already telling people, filling in the time, how they could go to uh, AmericanCornerstone.org and get your common sense solution papers and Absolutely. all the good stuff. And I was just explaining that, you know, it's important for us to read the truth. And I personally know that you and your organization wouldn't put out anything that was misleading. So this is so wonderful yeah. that people can go uh, to your website. And like you said, because of folks donating, um, you know, and helping to support your organization, you can make that available for free. And it's really, it's all about America, which is an amazing place. You know, I have visited along my wife, 68 different countries. I've lived overseas and there is no place like America. 
and the people who downgrade and denigrate our nation. Uh, why they are doing that, I can't explain. But I can say that if it was such a bad place, why are all these people trying to get in here? Exactly. You know, uh, all you have to do is listen to your 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 mind and look at what your eyes are seeing, what your ears are hearing, and fight for this because we're talking about our children. And the other thing that's so important for people to recognize, I'm not going to tell people how they should vote, but I, I would say don't ever base your vote on whether you like somebody or not. You need to base your vote on what they stand for, what policies they put forth, and what kind of future are they going to create for your children, your grandchildren, and those coming after you. If you just vote based on, I like this person, I don't, you're going to get what you deserve. Exactly. No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I was saying earlier in the program, you know, you can't, it's not a person, it's policy, what they stand for, as you mentioned, and also once they get in, how they vote. Because I've had a lot of frustration. There were people that, you know, I really supported and got excited about thinking, okay, they're campaigning against all the, or a lot of the things that are wrong. And then when they get in there, daggone if they don't get the Potomac fever and they vote along with the stuff that they said they were against. So um, not only, you know, like you said, getting them in office, but once they're in, keeping their feet to the fire and making sure that they really are going to follow through on the promises that they make. Absolutely. And, and I, I can't emphasize enough the responsibility of the people. You know, recognizing also voter integrity and how important that is. You don't have to accept things. You know, uh, if they say you can monitor, you know, this voting station, but you have to monitor it from 50 feet over there where you can't see what's going on, you don't have to accept that. If they say... You know, signatures don't have to match. You don't have to accept that. Addresses don't have to match. They can all, a thousand come from the same address. You don't have to accept that. When you accept that, it just continues. And that's the problem. I agree with you 150%, believe me. And I think most <laughs> of the people listening uh, to this program um, were in our 27th year and we've always tried to tell the truth and and bring forth um you know people like yourselves and others from heritage or wherever it may be that do good honest work and write about it and back it up with facts and um and i i just think like you said we we can't accept that mediocrity because that's what's got us to where we are now so um, we've got like two minutes left can you give me an update on how you feel about the opportunity zones that you that was such a phenomenal yes. project that you did it i want people not to forget about it well we had some fabulous people that had working on that and you know by giving certain tax incentives you encourage the private sector to invest in the most deprived areas of our country. And it was expected that that program would generate about $100 billion over a 10-year period. We generated $75 billion in only two years before COVID hit. So those are the kinds of things that actually work to rehabilitate 
and the monies for doing it came from the private sector, not from the government. Yep. makes a big difference when you can create that kind of incentive. Oh, yeah, it's it's true organic growth. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it was so wonderful to see that. And that's why I just uh, – I, I talk about it occasionally, but I want people to remember that, as you just summarized, there's a great way for government to help – um, for some things, but not for us to be dependent on government, uh, you know, to get it done and to maintain it and then for it to cost more and, and balloon and all that nonsense. You, you, you hit the nail on the head. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Carson, um, for everything that you've done uh, for the American Cornerstone Institute. Again, folks, you can go to AmericanCornerstone.org. And um, uh, hopefully, you know, in a year, two years, we'll be able to catch up with you and, and get another, um, another update. But um, I hope you have a blessed, uh, you and your family, have a blessed 2024. Thank you, and thanks for being a patriot. Yes, sir. Thank you. So um, I'm sorry, folks, and to Dr. Carson about the technology issues that we had. Um, hopefully that won't be a problem going forward. But um, that does it for us uh, for this program of the Your Financial Editor. Uh, we will talk with you on the Morning News Express with um, – Bob Miller and Chris Williams. Uh, that's uh, Monday through Friday. Live calls at 5.50, 6.50, and 7.50 a.m. where we get called up on business and current events uh, with those guys. And it's a lot of fun. Really enjoy talking to Bob and Chris. And uh, then we're back here next uh, weekend for another edition of the Your Financial Editor program. And um, in the meantime, you have a great rest of your weekend, and I hope you have a good upcoming week. And um, this is Chris Murray wishing you and your family financial success. You got nothing better to do than throw rocks at things that shine. Well, you ought to be chasing your own dreams instead of shooting holes in mine.